think the bottom line here is this, is that when God is your financial advisor and God is your relational counselor and God is your property manager and God is your long-term planner and God is your ultimate decision maker, I like your chances. I like your chances. Hi, and welcome back to Live in the Light. We're glad you've tuned us in today. We're in the middle of a series, an exciting series, on the value of wisdom. In fact, we're calling it the worth of wisdom. We see that as God's word is opened and as we get the truth from God's word, what we're learning is that we do not stand a chance without wisdom. In fact, it's that big a deal. The Bible, and specifically the book of Proverbs, goes out of its way to explain just how much wisdom is worth. And as we're walking through this series, today's message takes us to a great place where wisdom in the book of Proverbs is literally calling out to us to come and find her. And and so as we open up the truths of God's word today, we're praying that God would radically shape and transform you and that your lives would be changed to his great glory. Well, listen, at the end of the message today, if you find yourself in a place of needing more and wanting the entire series or even wanting a free copy of today's message, make sure you visit us at our website at liveinthelight.ca. That's live in the L-I-G-H-T dot C-A. Or you can phone us up at 1-844-22-LIGHT. That's 1-844-225-4448. Well, let's get to today's message and the calling of wisdom to us. Here now is our teacher, Pastor Robbie Simons. When wisdom loves you, wisdom changes you. There's no denying that in the context of chapter 8 and the rest of Proverbs with how wisdom loves us. How does wisdom love us? She rewards us with riches, honor, wealth, prosperity, righteousness, and justice. Look at verse 18. It's proof right there in verse 18. I love those who love me. Those verse 18, riches and honor are with me, enduring wealth and righteousness. My fruit is better than gold, even fine gold. I think, and there's so many verses in Proverbs that are speaking to wisdom bringing honor, wisdom bringing riches, wisdom bringing righteousness, wisdom bringing forms of prosperity. What does that mean? I think, I think the bottom line here is this, is that when God is your financial advisor and God is your relational counselor, and God is your property manager, and God is your long-term planner, and God is your ultimate decision maker, I like your chances. I like your chances. I just like the way your life's gonna go. Again, not easier, just better. But it's gonna go in the direction that God wants it to go because he's the one in charge. That's what God's wisdom does. Wisdom invites God's, God's wisdom to be the very center of our lives, and that's where our lives become very powerful and very blessed because God will always operate in our best interest. And that's where riches, honor, and prosperity, and righteousness, and justice come from. They come from the Lord. Now, what's so key here, though, and this truth is what exposes our pride and foolishness, and this is what often we do within our lives, it's when we say to God's wisdom, and this is what, just, just stop long enough and look at your life and see if you can see where these things happen. I hope all of us do it, so I hope, hope we can admit that is when we look at our lives 
and we know what God's wisdom is, and we say to God, either directly or indirectly, or at least with our lives, God, I like this part of your wisdom, but this part, what you want from me, I don't really care for, so I'm gonna go with this, but this other side of what you want for my life, I'm gonna leave out, and therefore I'm deciding the parts I like and the parts I don't like when it comes to your word and the wisdom that you want to entrust to me. That's where our foolishness starts to invade and erase the power of God's wisdom within our lives. Say, can I have some examples? Yeah, let's try some. Um, It's like people who listen to God about how other people need to repent to them, but when it comes for their turn to repent, they don't listen to him. It's the people who see the speck in another person's eye, but they fail to see the log that is protruding from their own. Right? So, so you need to confess to me, but I'm not going to do that because I don't care what God says about forgiving people because I'm just not going to do it. So right, see, right there, foolishness has canceled out wisdom. And that's where we're saying, I like what you say here, but God, I don't like you, what you say over there. How about people who honor God with their lips, but won't honor God with their wallets? Now just think about that for a second. I like what God says about this, but when it comes to giving generously to what God says in his word to his church or the kingdom, then that's not, see what happens, right? There's double-mindedness. So I take God here, I don't take God there. That's, that's just foolishness, it's foolishness. And the foolishness cancels out the wisdom and the blessing. How about people who um, want the blessings of salvation, but they don't care for the commands of sanctification, growing like Christ. So I want the fire insurance, but the rest of my life, I'm just going to sit back and cruise because I really don't have an affection for the Lord. So right there, the foolishness starts to cancel the wisdom and they start to forfeit blessing. People who stand for God when it's acceptable, but cave in when culture rises up and all of a sudden it's not popular to do so. That's a form of foolishness because it's a removal from the wisdom of God. That's not loving wisdom. How about people who find it very easy to blame others, but never find the opportunity to blame themselves? Never take account for what's happening right here. See, so you like what God says on one side, but not in the other. The whole thing is wisdom says what God says is right. Everything wisdom says is true, righteous, will bring justice, and ultimately will bring blessing upon my life. When we selectively choose God's wisdom, listen, listen. When we selectively choose God's wisdom, we forfeit overall blessing. Okay, let's get super practical, super practical. God's word is clear that we are to give generously to his kingdom, give generously to his church. So if right now you are not giving generously to God's kingdom and God's church, I promise you this, you are forfeiting blessing on some level. I promise you that. Why? Because God's wisdom says give generously to his kingdom. So we don't do that. We forfeit blessing of some kind. Now, say, why do you bring up that example? Well, because finances are often the greatest temptation of our hearts. This is why in Proverbs, there are almost 70 verses dealing with wealth or money or income of that nature. 70, seven zero verses in Proverbs dealing with this subject on some level. This is why Jesus speaks on money more than heaven and hell combined within the gospels. That's amazing. Why? Because here's the bottom line. Where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. That's wisdom. Wisdom understands that. Where my treasure is, my heart is. Want to find my heart? Find my treasure. If I treasure earthly riches, my heart is in earthly riches. I forfeit blessing. 
See, wisdom just, just can just, it just, it simplifies things. It doesn't rationalize, it doesn't make excuses, not to, well, but this, blah, blah, blah. it's just saying, are you doing it or not doing it? Do you believe God or not believe God? Do you want wisdom? Do you want blessing? There is a reality in this too, and we'll have a message within this series, almost for sure, strictly on wisdom regarding money. Because it's, it's, it's so massive in our day and in our lives. And it's such a battle for the heart. And what does wisdom say about that? Almost for sure, we will have that within this series. The whole point is this though. When you love wisdom, wisdom loves you back. When you love wisdom in whatever area it is, then wisdom loves you back and then you find blessing. But see, it's our decision. It's our decision now to choose, pursue, and go after to love wisdom. Verse 17, I love those who love me and those who seek me diligently find me. Loved ones love wisdom. Seek wisdom. And look what happens. You find honor in verse 18, fruit in verse 19. You find her paths in verse 20 and you find her inheritance in verse 21. There's a lot of incentive to go for wisdom. The more you love his wisdom, the more God's wisdom, listen, loves you. I so want wisdom to love you so we can be blessed by wisdom and the ways of God. This takes us now to point number three. We gotta pursue wisdom. Number three is this, respect wisdom because she's seen it all. Respect wisdom because she's seen it all. Some of you have questions. Let's try to get those answered. Now with verse 22 comes a very intriguing turn in scripture. Really to me, it's quite fascinating. Wisdom now begins to explain Wisdom's role, ready, in creation itself. God's word is so awesome. I mean, I just wasn't expecting this. And this is what happens in Proverbs. Look at, look at Proverbs 8, verse 22. The Lord possessed me at the beginning of his work, the first of his acts of old. Ages ago, I was set up at the first, before the beginning of the earth. When there were no depths, I was brought forth. When there were no springs abounding with water, before the mountains had been shaped, before the hills I was brought forth, before he had made the earth with its fields, or the first of the dust of the world, when he established the heavens, I was there. Amazing. When he drew a circle in the face of the deep, when he made firm the skies above, when he established the fountains of the deep, when he assigned to his sea its limit, so the waters may not transgress his command, when he marked out the foundations of the earth, then I was beside him like a master workman, and I was daily his delight, rejoicing before him always, rejoicing in his inhabited world, and delighting in the children of man. Something else, huh? What does that all mean? Well, let's try to figure it out. Now, these verses are not without a sense of mystery, and they do come with some good questions, but I want to point out here four things that I want you to know about wisdom and creation as it turns out in Proverbs chapter eight. That's why I love going verse by verse to the word of God because you come to places you never come otherwise. And here we are again, and it's brilliant. I learned a lot this week. I pray you will learn a lot this week as well. Four things that I want you to know about wisdom as it relates to creation. Number one, wisdom was God's first act of creation. Verse 22, the Lord possessed me. Notice the footnote. My Bible has a footnote. It says fathered. The Lord brought me forth, possessed me, fathered me at the beginning of his work. The first of his acts of old, ages ago, I was set up at the first, before the beginning of the earth. That's amazing. In some sense, wisdom was God's first act of creation. Secondly, wisdom was present at creation. When there were no depths, I was brought forth. 
It says there in verse 27, when he established the heavens, I was there. Awesome. Wisdom was God's first act of creation. Wisdom was present at creation. Thirdly, wisdom participated in the project of creation. Look at verse 30. When he marked out the foundations of the earth, then I was beside him like a master workman. Now, that phrase master workman or craftsman in some translations is a little bit tricky, but it's like an artisan. It's like somehow, in some way, wisdom participated, again, with God in the project of creation. And then fourthly, we see this, wisdom rejoiced and delighted in creation. So look at the second half of verse 30. And I was daily his delight, rejoicing before him always. The words there, um, delight and rejoicing, it's like um, the meaning behind that, it's like a child at play. You know when a child's full of glee and do it again, daddy, do it again and do it again. You know when children do that? Yes? Good, 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 good. Well, that's kind of what's happening here. Wisdom's so enthralled with the work of creation and she's so amazed with it and she's just like, do it again. And she's just abounding with a childlike glee as she sees the hand of God acting as in the way only God can act. Amazing. Wisdom and creation and delighting in God. Now, here's the application I want you to see to all of this. This is super encouraging to us. If you want to know how the world operates and how to act within this world or figure it out, ready? If you want to figure out this world and how to act within this world, wisdom is your person. Wisdom is your person. Honestly, because wisdom has got it all figured out. Why? Because wisdom was there at the beginning. At the beginning. Pretty good resume, isn't it? What's your resume like? Well, I have three degrees and I've worked all these places. I have 25 years of amazing, well, well, well wisdom was there in the beginning, okay? That's pretty good, okay? She was there when it all happened, before you were born and I was born and the heavens were put in place, wisdom was there. That's better than your resume, way better. I'd listened to wisdom coming from God. That's what we're learning here right now. You wanna know how to navigate through the valleys and the trials and the triumphs of life, wisdom is your go-to. Loved ones, this is why you have to respect wisdom because wisdom has seen it all. That's why it's in here right now. Improving wisdom is just like, listen, I'm calling you, man. I'm calling you. The bus has stopped. The doors are open. Are you going to get on? Are you going to get on? Are you going to get on? Because I've seen it all. Like, I know what I'm talking about. You got to listen to me. You got to listen to me. I was there with the Lord when the earth began. Amazing. Now, one of the great questions that arises from Proverbs 8 is, is kind of this. Who exactly is woman wisdom? We covered that a little bit in the, first, in the first message. But this is a great question. Now, remember this. As we try to answer this question, is, 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 this, is, this, is this person of wisdom? Is it, is it pointing to anyone else within Scripture or anything we need to know about this? Just remember that the, the, the genre of Proverbs is speaking in poetry and metaphor. Remember, too, our context in the first nine chapters especially is a father speaking to a son. So we understood then that the imagery of uh, wisdom being a woman makes sense as the father is speaking to the son. In the same way, son, you would love your wife, you need to love wisdom um, as well. But there's more to this. There is a connection with wisdom in Proverbs 8 and with our Savior, Jesus Christ. Now, now Jesus is described all over the New Testament as someone obviously being filled with wisdom. But more than that, in 1 Corinthians 1, Paul said, 
Uh, Jesus was someone that God made our wisdom. Jesus was he who God made our wisdom. So Jesus is called wisdom itself in 1 Corinthians 1. In Colossians chapter 2, Paul says, in Christ all um, are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. All the treasures of wisdom are found in Christ. In Matthew chapter 11, when Jesus is confronting his opponents regarding his behavior, he says, wisdom is justified by her actions. Now, surely that in some ways a reference to woman wisdom found within Proverbs. It's also hard not to draw some parallels between Proverbs 8 and Colossians 1, where it says, Jesus being the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation, for by him all things were created through him and for him. And lastly, in John 1, it describes Jesus as being the word of God. In the beginning was the word, word was with God, word was God. He was with God in the beginning and explains again how creation happened through him and again for him, which I believe there is a subtle parallel to Proverbs 8, which again is really amazing when you think of it in that way. But, 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 listen, listen, listen. And don't misunderstand me here. Here's where you must listen carefully. Woman wisdom is a personification of God's wisdom in the book of Proverbs. Jesus is the New Testament embodiment of God's wisdom. Jesus is the embodiment of God's wisdom in the flesh in the New Testament. So proper biblical treatment does not force the the personification of wisdom in Proverbs 8 upon the Jesus being the embodiment of wisdom within the New Testament. Here's what I'm trying to say. Proverbs 8 is not a prophecy of Jesus. It is not a prophecy of Jesus. See, that's where false teaching begins. In fact, Arius, the false teacher who tried to say or prove that Jesus was a great being, but he was a created being, used Proverbs 8 to say, well, it's talking about Jesus. See, wisdom was created in the beginning. So Jesus was very something very amazing and special, but he was created ultimately, which we know that is absolutely not true. Jesus has always existed. He's eternally begotten of the Son, of the Father. But see, false teaching takes something and, 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 and forces Proverbs 8 into the life of Jesus, and that's not what we're trying to do. But we want to appreciate Proverbs 8 with the life of Jesus. Proverbs 8 is poetry and metaphor regarding the wisdom of God. That's the intent of Proverbs 8. That's the purpose of Proverbs 8, poetry and metaphor. It's so wrong to press the language into something that it, it, it isn't. What we are able to do, though, is to appreciate the parallels of woman wisdom in Proverbs 8, and of course, Jesus Christ being our wisdom in the New Testament as we know him to be within our lives as well. Because Jesus Christ is the beginning of our wisdom because the gospel is the beginning of Jesus Christ and Jesus Christ is our wisdom. So this is where we appreciate Proverbs 8 so much. But we know they're two different things, but we understand that when we receive Jesus Christ in the gospel, we receive wisdom. Remember, loved ones, the greatest point of wisdom ever is understanding the path to eternal life. And the only way to understand the path to eternal life is through the gospel of Jesus Christ. The gospel of Jesus Christ says, I am dead, I am blind. I cannot live. I'm going to hell apart from Jesus Christ. But because Jesus Christ lived the perfect life, and died on the cross for my sins and rose from the dead to defeat death. Jesus Christ has paid for my sin and now he offers me the gift of eternal life. The person with the greatest wisdom in the world is the person who sees by faith the grace that is given to them through Jesus, not by works, not by being a good person, not by going to church, not by earning it, but sees the gift of grace and receives the gift of salvation and now has eternal life because they have placed their sins upon Jesus, praise the Lord, 
forth and his righteousness is now on them and now they will never die. That is the greatest piece of wisdom anyone could ever, ever have. That's why you can take the simplest person on this earth and compare it to Albert Einstein and this simplest person is more wise because they have received by faith and grace in Jesus Christ eternal life as opposed to the smartest person who ever lived that doesn't. That's true wisdom. And that's why the gospel is the starting point of wisdom. And this is why when you pursue Jesus, you pursue wisdom. The closer you are to Jesus, the closer you are to wisdom. And that's what's so great. And that's what's so beautiful. And that's what we're exhorted to, of course, within this series. Wisdom ultimately found in Jesus Christ. But woman wisdom is a personification of God's wisdom. Jesus Christ is the wisdom of God. Now, I didn't have to go through that this week, but I wanted to show you and I pray it was helpful to you as well just to see what's happening within the text. And hopefully I didn't make you more confused, but hopefully again, you're encouraged in the word of God. But here's the overall point within this text. Ready? Wisdom's seen it all, respect her. She knows what she's talking about. She's gotten a killer resume and she'll never let you down, all right? That's the overall point with wisdom. Nothing else can boast of that. And this takes us to our last point, which is this. We're pursuing wisdom and notice this. Find wisdom and find favor. If you haven't had enough incentive already as to how awesome wisdom is within our lives, here's another one. When you find wisdom, you find God's favor. Look at verse 32. And now, sons, she's kind of wrapping up her little speech in Proverbs 8 here now. And now, oh, sons, listen to me. Not surprised she said that. Blessed are those who keep my ways. Hear, hear, hear instruction and be wise. Don't neglect it. Don't neglect it. Blessed is the one who listens to me. And talk about repeating yourself, huh? But it's good stuff. Blessed is the one who listens to me. Listen, listen, watch this. Watching daily at my gates. I love that. Watching beside my doors. Notice how this chapter began. Notice how it now ends. Verse 32. Listen to me. I want to bless you. That's how I feel in this series, man. Listen to God. He wants to bless you. Stop being an idiot. Not my words, message. Remember, 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 all right? Verse 33, hear me, please hear me. I want to educate you. Look at wisdom. She's just, she's just you know, pining out for your attention. Why? I just, I just want to teach you. I just want to teach you. It's like a parent so exasperated with her child. I just want to help you. Let me help you. Listen to me. That's what she's saying here. Verse 34, wisdom says, have I mentioned I want to bless you? Have I mentioned yet I want to bless you? Notice, watch at my gates, watch at my doors. Now, the phrase that's most important in verse 34 is watching daily. Daily. I can't stress this enough, loved ones. The pursuit of wisdom is not a one-week thing or a once-a-month thing or a once a... Wisdom, every day, every day, every day. You gotta see, I love the imagery. I just love it so much. Watching daily at the gates. Watching Looking for wisdom. Every morning you get up, you're looking for it. You're searching in the word. I hope you're reading Proverbs, the chapter of each day of the month. I hope you're doing that. I hope you're doing that. It's been a fantastic exercise again for me. Watching, 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 watching. Remember when the father speaking to the son, the same way, son, that you want to find and watch for a wife one day, watch for wisdom in your life. Reminds me when I was dating my wife, Jill. And she had gone away for... You know, in the early, it was the early stages of our dating relationship, but it was getting pretty serious pretty quick, you know? So when you see something, you know you want to go get it, go get it, right? So that was what I was doing. And she was away for a bit and she was coming home and she was going to drive over to 
my house that day. It was my parents' house, I guess, back then. But I was at my parents. I remember I, mean, I was just like, I was kind of at the front door, and I was just pacing, man. I was just like, is she here yet? Is she here yet? You know, just, just looking out. I was just so excited. I fired up, fired up to see, to see this girl who I hope will be my wife one day. You know, that kind of thing, you know? And then she shows up, and she parks in the driveway, and just what happens? You open the door, and you run out the door, and you're so thrilled, and you hug. I missed you. I missed you. I missed you. That is what really is happening here in this sense of watching daily and looking for the wisdom that God wants to provide. But if you don't watch for it, we won't see her. And then we'll miss the bus. And then we'll forfeit blessing. But there's always a chance to come back. And the bus ultimately will always come around again at some point. And if you watch for it, you can get on. And today's another opportunity by the grace of God that he's giving all of us to say, yeah, yeah, I want this. I want this. Notice the promise it ends with now in verse 35. For whoever finds me finds life and obtains favor from the Lord. But he who fails to find me injures himself. All who hate me love death. Hmm. Okay. So notice here, find wisdom and I find life and favor from God. Find foolishness and I find injury and I love death. Hmm, let me just let me just weigh those two options out for a second, all right? So, so wisdom, wisdom, I find life in God's favor, but foolishness, I uh, injure myself and I love death. Hmm, let me just see which one do I, but you know what's crazy? You know how often in life we actually choose this? Like whenever we despise God's wisdom, we're choosing injury. And in some cases, loving death or the people in this world without Jesus Christ 100%. Day after day, choosing injury and loving death as opposed to life and God's favor. It, it seems ridiculous when we put it in those ways, but I want you to see how ridiculous it is and for me to see how ridiculous it is. So we'd say, why would I ever want death and injury? When it was being offered to me is the love of life and the favor of God. I keep telling you, loved ones, wisdom saves us from so much unnecessary pain, heartache, and misery. Verse 35 and verse 36 prove this. It just proves it flat out. How much wisdom saves us from. And that's why we must build our lives in the pursuit of wisdom. It's everything. It's everything. Now, just to end the message here today, I want to get super practical again. What do I do now? How do I pursue wisdom? I'm going to say it again. And here's the first A from this message. First A, I have to accept God's wisdom as being God's gold. I got to accept that. Again, you don't get to this stage. You won't find any others. What do, how do I pursue wisdom? You got to see it for what it is. Gold, God's gold. It's God's gold for your life. Accept it, accept it. Number two, Number two is this, ask for God's wisdom. It's God's promise. He promises to give it. Ask for God's wisdom. I'm, I'm praying, this is part of your prayer every day, every day, right? every day, every day, every day, a part of your prayer, driving to work, in the shower, sitting in your chair, whatever it is, just a simple prayer saying, God, I desire your wisdom and in his word to see, accept, ask. Number three, do this, pursue wisdom. Access his wisdom, his word, access it. Same way I'm saying it again. If you're not accessing God's word. You're not accessing his wisdom. Again, go through Proverbs. Whatever day of the month, read that chapter. Access his wisdom. You have to do that. Next is this. Apply God's wisdom. This is, this is God's plan. Apply it. So you access it and then apply it, seeking to, to have it go through your life and being excited about that as well. Lastly, this. Um, associate 
with wisdom. Hang out with people who are wise. That's a real good tip. Listen, if, if, if all your best friends are people who do not fear the Lord and have habitual sin as a kind of motto of their life, that's not gonna go well. Okay, Proverbs has a lot to say about the company that we choose. I'm not saying don't love the people in the world. I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying your closest friends should be people who make you better, who help you, who are wise people. Rub shoulders with people who are wise. It tends to help a lot. Ask lots of questions. Make sure you're doing it. It's amazing. Young people, young people, young people, listen to me, all right? You can be so foolish with the people you choose to hang out with. We all can be, especially young people though. Your friends, are they building up? Are they tearing it down? Are they fools? Are they filled with God's wisdom? How much more do you need to hear, young person, to be convinced that God is right and the world is wrong? It's amazing how dumb we really are when we refuse to listen. Thanks for listening to Live in the Light today. If you'd like to hear this message again or any messages in this series, visit us online at liveinthelight.ca. We are excited to let you know that Live in the Light is now available on iTunes. Our daily broadcast can be delivered to your phone or device via podcast. Each episode is up there for you to listen to as they become available live on the air. Check out our website and subscribe to get Pastor Robbie's most recent messages. That's all for today. Join us next time at Live in the Light.